Now the story of a wealthy family who lost everything and the one son who had no choice but to keep them all together. It's TC and Jake. Jake, how's it going, man? How's your family? <laughs> Dude, you know what I did this morning? Um, no. And I'm sure... Yeah, I know you don't. That was uh, oh. that was a. I, I'm not a huge fan of rhetorical questions. I should cut those out of my uh, uh, my dialect, my vernacular. Um, so I'm sure we'll talk about this on the Dumb Zone today. But I went to um, so our library and our rec center are connected. Maybe that's somewhat common. One stop shop. That's right. So I, I think had, I've uh, seen that before. We used to have that in North Richland Hills. Um, they were not like physically connected, but they were in the same parking lot. That makes sense. And that's kind of how these two are. Uh, you and know, you, it's where you go. Does North Richland Hills still have it, and you just don't have North Richland Hills? Or are they? You said we used to have it, but I, I can't figure they knocked down the building. They did. Uh, they they built a new one. Okay. okay. They built like in a new separate. badass rec center. I think so. All right. They were like, which one of these two things can we massively upgrade? Yeah. And they built like, you know, a huge, huge rec center. Um, so I had the boy this morning mm. for about an hour and 15 minutes to Is kill. Is that what you call Blake? <laughs> I took Blake to the playground. It's too, it's probably too cold outside for the regular playground, at least at nine o'clock, 8.45 in the morning. Maybe um, for you, they don't care. Oh, no. I just meant, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like a great idea. I might have taken her, but but we have like a little playground at our rec center. Okay. Um, And you can actually, I think, um, during certain times, you can go like work out there and they'll do like, they'll they'll watch the kid. Okay. Um, We've never done that. But so I took him up there this morning and uh, I walk in. There are probably five or six moms there and they're talking to each other all like they know each other. And one of them was like, oh, did you find a, find out about our Wednesday play group on, on our Facebook page? <laughs> no. Uh, to, to, to one of the other moms. And then I'm kind of listening to them talk and I'm like, hey, I don't mean to interrupt. Like, is this like a, a, a group? Like, should, should I not be here right now? Like, do you guys have this, like, blocked off? That's how they were talking. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they were talking as if this was, like, a an hour block where this group gets it. And they were like, no, you're fine. Which felt somewhat exclusionary. Because um, they, you know. But it also might have been that I was the only male there. I'm going to ding them for exclusionary if they had said, no, you're not fine. They're yeah, telling no, you it, you can play on the thing. I, I I understand what you're saying, but you know, it it just felt kind of like uh, we're gonna be over here, you be over there, which you know, of course, he abided very very well. Okay. No, he did not. Oh. Um, but just listening to the the conversations of six, which what became about eight to ten, um, non-working mothers. Oh, three of which were three of which loaded. were pregnant. Yeah. What, what if they have got a? What if they work the night shift? I was going to say unemployed, so I upgraded it to non-working. Um, 
but yeah, just listening to them talk, you know, it's not, it's not that big of a space. So mm-hmm. I was able to keep an ear to pretty much all of their complaints about the city, about different uh, playgrounds, Too about woke. their husbands, about this or that, you know. It was, what was the problem with their husband? Uh, it was just general, like, he doesn't do this or that, you know, with the kid. You got one life and you're spending it telling these other fucking hens about what he doesn't do. Hen is so much worse than non-working mother assumptions. Uh, just it, like, you know, if you, have, if you have seen in a group, especially the time that it was in most stark relief for me is, uh, I, uh, once upon a time had a girlfriend whose mother's first language was not English. And whenever, whenever you don't understand the language that a group of mothers are talking in, it, it really takes on another, <laughs> like you can just feel the energy. It's the same oh, yeah. energy. Uh, but like all, you know, the, the meaning of the words are taken out for you. So then it is just, you know, it's, it's animals together squawking. Yeah. My grandpa used to, uh, use the term, have you ever heard the word pull it? Yeah. Is it like a small bird? Yeah. Baby like, bird. Like when we'd see him, my dad's dad, whenever we'd, uh, we'd see him, this is when we were much, much younger. Uh, like early 20s, you know, Joe's probably late teens. We'd go over there like on a Saturday or Sunday. He's like, what do you guys got going on? Any lines on any pullets? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> He's like, you know, like a young Birds. hen. <laughs> young yeah. hen. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely an experience this morning. It's nice. Is that what, is that what the distinction that pullet is making? Is that it's not just a, a baby bird, it's a female baby bird? Yeah, I oh, think so. That's yeah. nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. I haven't done too much of the uh, be out with the kid with all the other moms thing. Like, I feel like you've done that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's, I have next to no experience in that. Yeah, it's that a little realm. surprising. Like all of this is just like, ah, yes, everyday life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what yeah, what does me, he find like, interesting about this? Like um, if he goes outside and he doesn't have the, the coat on, are they judging me? You know, like they all have snacks. I didn't you have know snacks. I don't We're care. only going to be there for 40 minutes. It never hurts to bring a snack. I do, I, yeah, you know, uh, whatever. I fed him before we left. I fed him after we left, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, there's definitely most of the time of, uh, like, I, you know, I never feel like they want me to talk to them, certainly, which is good because I don't want to. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's so rare to see another dad. Although, you know, it, with the current, like, uh, I took her last weekend. Last weekend, we were out for, like, I don't know, six hours. Um, there's plenty of dads because it's the weekend. But weekday, it's, like, essentially never. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I don't know, you know, whatever. Um, I do feel like, I, I don't know if it's just chance or the fact that we share genetics, but I feel like she kind of picks up on my level of uh it's not like she's running up to talk to other kids all the time i wonder if i'm setting a a bad example that's probably the thing i worry about the most um but uh i don't know you know she's it's it's that her main thing is if there's a big group she wants no part of that uh if there's uh 
you know, one kid that seems cool, then she'll, you know, settle into that situation pretty easily and quickly. Um, but the, the biggest thing is, you know, if someone else is like taking the initiative, you know, if someone else is like, hey, do you want to play with me? Then she's thrilled. But going up to someone else and saying, hey, can I play with you? You know, that went bad like, you know, two times and she decided it wasn't for her, which I don't think is good. I think you should, you know, try to seek human connection. It's the most uh, fulfilling and satisfying part of our lives. But I've got enough. I probably don't need it from the, uh, the moms at the playground. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't talk to women anyways because I don't cheat on right. my wife. Right. Especially not uh, if she's not there. I mean, sometimes you won't do it if she's there. Yeah. She's um, my Karen so, Pence. I treat her as such. <laughs> as mother. I saw this thing on Twitter the other day, and I don't have the tweet in front of me, but I pulled the audio, and I think it got community noted to say, hey, well, the information in this tweet is not actually true. What That's it was was... What it was was a video and some, you know, internet grifter who has 250,000 followers was like uncovered video. Um, this was uh, in April 23, 2001, ABC News report with Peter Jennings that was aired. And 10 days later, um, and now that I'm talking through this, it doesn't even make any sense. Uh, it said like scrubbed. And, you know, people weren't posting news clips to the Internet at that time anyways, for the most part. So I don't know what it would have meant to have been scrub, but they were like, no one's seen this, um, you know, in 20 plus years. The community note was something like, actually, the Vanderbilt University Library has this and parts of it are available on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that this is necessarily like the exclusive that that uh, Internet personality thought it was but i watched it and i thought it was pretty interesting and it is uh it's about the skull and bones wonderful yeah so you've come to the right place i know i know so you'll hear it as we just go through this and this is probably going to be the whole episode today the first um probably four and a half minutes are the abc report um on skull and bones where they have a reporter who spoke to some people who basically like infiltrated it mm -hmm. um, and spoke to him. Then there's like a two minute portion that I assume is something like MSNBC. Although I feel like that's like right when MSNBC started, maybe a little bit before that, but it's a left. They started earlier than you think. I think it's like 96 yeah, yeah. or something like that. Okay. It's a left leaning cable channel and it looks like the precursor to Rachel Maddow. Mm -hmm. So that'll be like the next couple minutes. And then the last like four minutes, is uh, the guy was clearly piling on where um, I believe this was during Bush Carey. Because as you will come to learn here, they were both members. Uh, <laughs> Fuck yeah, um, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, somebody on some random other cable news channel that I couldn't really make out because I couldn't find like a watermark or uh, a Chiron. Uh, they're speaking to a pastor. Uh, and he is, um, he's going to be our walk off here today. And, you know, I think the way they edited it, edited it, it's a little bit repetitive at the end, but it's also gold. So I'm just going to let you play this since I've watched it like three times now and, and you can mm -hmm. stop and start it where you want. Okay. And so, you know, you're saying like, you know, they're, 
the account that's posting it, they're trying to hype it up, possibly, uh, you know, in an unscrupulous way. But it sounds like all of this is, you know, news sources, right? So, like, you don't doubt the 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 fact that this is real reporting, right? I just want to establish that. No, not at all. I mean, the the ABC News thing, it's it's, it's fucking Peter Jennings. Yeah. Like, it's not like AI or something. Like, this is clearly, it was going on around... You know, and again, this is right before 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, and I right believe, before you know, Skull and Bones' big move. <laughs> their, their ultimate, their ultimate uh, wheel route. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, the begin- none of this is, no, it's not. Because the middle portion that I was telling you about from MSNBC is mainly just commentary. Okay. It's not source. The first part is just a news report. And, you know, the video might sell it a little bit better, but I think you'll be able to get the gist. Okay, cool. And this evening, getting under the skin of the Ivy League, those eight old, definitely distinguished colleges that are known for their ivy-covered buildings and their sometimes superior attitudes to other colleges and universities. Yeah, I picked up on that. <laughs> sometimes. Skin of people who went elsewhere. Yale University is 300 years old this year, and were you to visit its campus, you would see that it still has exotic clubhouses, which look like tombs where Yale's legendary secret societies meet. Their prestige and importance have largely evaporated, but the rituals are still a secret. And so when we heard that some enterprising characters had managed to spy on the famous Skull and Bones... Him saying their prestige and importance have faded, like that makes sense, right? Like the you know the further generations may have been like, um, this is gay. all gay. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so like it, you know, I I do all like there is definitely a part of me that's like this is the secret society that controls America and thus the world. Uh, and then there's a part of me that's like that's a silly thing to think about, you know. Uh, Guy like a bunch of teens getting together and playing little pranks. I think what's more the point is that the course of the modern world was set in the direction that it was by people who were very much involved in this. Yeah, I just I you know I I don't I like uh you ever seen The Good Shepherd? Got Matt Damon. It's it's a good movie. Um it's about you know the beginnings of the CIA. The guy's name in the movie is not Jim Angleton, but it's about the CIA's counterintelligence chief at the beginning of the agency, and his name is Jim Angleton. Um, but uh, and like you know, it, and he's in Skull and Bones, um, and like you know, I, I think it's a lot of just like you sort of get these the guys together. They're, they they feel like a, it's it's a, a slight step up from like a friend group, right? Of like, you know, you, you feel some amount of loyalty to one another. And so it sort of makes it so that you got this thing. Like, it's not like they, like, at, the, at the, their first meeting are like, you know, we're going to go and control the world and cause 9-11. Uh, but they're, you know, just a, a group of guys who certainly do have some secrets that they're sharing with each other. There's a certain amount of, like, you know, uh, having dirt on each other so that, that, that you know, it uh, enhances the bond. And then... You know, whenever they do go out to do shit, like they're they're just not really asking each other questions. It's kind of like this guy said, you know, we're starting the CIA. We're going to, you know, have these guys in it. Uh, of course, it's going to be all of our friends. And then like, you know, if, if one of them wants to do something, the other ones aren't going to be like, 
hey, man, I don't know if that's good. It's going to be like, you know, we're loyal to each other, so we just do this shit. But I, I don't know. Whatever. Let's keep listening. In society, we couldn't resist. Here's ABC's Dan Harris. Diddy can't help The videotape provides a grainy glimpse into what appear to be the initiation rituals of a secret society that's been around since 1832, whose members have gone on to be leaders of Wall Street and the White House, the Senate and the Supreme Court. They're sort of trying to scare the initiates, make them, uh, you know, disorient them, frighten them. New York Observer investigative reporter Ron Rosenbaum accompanied a team of Yale students who shot these pictures nine days ago. Rosenbaum's curiosity about skull and bones was permanently piqued when, as a classmate of George W. Bush, he lived right next to the tomb, the group's heavily fortified home. From their perch, Rosenbaum and his cohorts taped the tomb's courtyard. What they captured, they say, was initiates, known as neophytes, being forced to kiss a skull, then members performing a mock killing. It may look like your average fraternity nonsense, but Rosenbaum says it's not. Even though it may seem silly to us, it seems to mean something to them. And you can't argue with the success of Skull and Bones. True. Famous alums include senators, John Kerry and John Chafee, to name two, cabinet secretaries, such as Averill Harriman, and three presidents, William Taft, George Bush, and George W. Bush, who's been reluctant to talk about Skull and Bones. Does it still exist? Um, the thing is so secret that I'm not even sure it still exists. In recent years, by many accounts, the on-campus influence and allure of Skull and Bones has waned dramatically. And there is no proof that the rituals recently caught on videotape are the same ones performed by the current president. Still, Rosenbaum... <laughs> yeah, no. They're, they're probably worse, right? Than what yeah. They were <laughs> yeah, he's doing way weirder shit. Yeah, he's like, oh, dude, he just had to like go get lunch, and these guys are kissing skulls. It is just really weird shit, right? Like, I, dude, it gets so much weirder. I don't want to pearl clutch, but there's something about like, hey, let's stage a murder. I, I, it's dark. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't it's know how to. Dark. <laughs> yeah. It's, again, I mean, it goes back to what you were talking about. It's tapping into like, how much would you let us see? How far you would go? So that we can like positively, I suppose, form a bond. Negatively, be able to hold you uh, for I don't know about blackmail, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's like to what end? Why? No. Why do you need that resource in your life of someone who will help you uh, bury a body if needed? Well, I suppose if you're the Rockefeller's lawyer uh, <laughs> yeah. or any of the other people on this list, yeah says the tape is a valuable artifact, an extremely rare view into the secret society that groomed the American ruling class for generations. Dan Harris, ABC News, New York. That's our report on World News Tonight. Don't forget Nightline. And In fact, George Bush's okay. family is full of skull and bones now men, to the including his dad. Portion. Is this Maddow? Uh, it's got a Maddow uh, feel to it. Pre-Maddow. Okay. This woman walked so that Maddow could run. George Herbert Walker and his grandfather, Prescott. W. Bush also appointed 10 members of the elite clique to his administration. And check ten. out how Kerry and Bush both responded when asked about the secrets. 10? 10. Basically the entire cabinet of, 
of George W. Bush. Save, I mean, I know there's like a how many of, are there? It's not just cabinet; it's administration, whatever. But like, I'd say there's thirty. You know, and he's just like, I'm, I'm drafting the boys. Like I told like, you. I'm, I, I mean, I guess maybe some of them are like, you know, I, later or whatever. I'm going to say like his incoming class of Skull and Bones members was probably less than ten. You would have to think it's not huge. So <laughs> that's the if you go to Skull and Bones with George W. Bush, you got like what better than a fifty-fifty shot? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. What? Because <laughs> they only get in when they're juniors, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not like you're there for four years, or you know, I don't even really know how fraternities work. I assumed, I assume people rush freshman year, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you might have like a class. They let 15 people in a year. So it's, <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's, uh, by the way, Paul Giamatti was the name that struck me because his dad was That's the amazing. president of Yale. Uh, I mean, you know, his dad uh, also held some other jobs, Jake. A. Bartlett Giamatti? He was the commissioner of the major baseball league. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Short stint. I'm trying to remember. It's in Lords of the Realm. <laughs> Did he die? Uh, uh, he did die. He was actually the commissioner for five months. Did he die at the end of the five months? No, that's uh, someone else. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah. Oh, he did? Yeah. Because uh, I I think that was the Pete Rose thing. Like there was oh, some. Okay, yeah. There was some like major controversy during his time. And it was generally understood that the stress of it killed him. And I, I think That's it was. The I P. did Rose read that thing. book, but it was in like seven parts, and it's like eight hundred pages, and it was a long time ago. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But that and was um, Seelig was like close with him, and that was like a big part of the "I'm never going to pardon Rose" thing. Was he killed? He killed Paul Giamatti's dad. <laughs> <laughs> in which they are brothers by the late Tim Rossard of Meet the Press. You both were members of Skull and Bones, a secret society at Yale. What does that tell us? Uh, not much, because it's a secret. <laughs> Is there a secret handshake? Is there a secret code? I wish there were something secret I could manifest. 322, a secret number? Uh, there are all kinds of secrets, Tim. You were both in Skull and Bones, the secret society. It's so secret we can't talk about it. What does that mean for America? See, he's... That's so sinister. Both of them, they're doing the same thing. <laughs> it's just so sinister. They're like, uh, <laughs> it's a yeah. six, like, but he means it. You know, like he's not saying anything. He's not like what? Because they're they're not like I'm not in it or like you know actually this is what it is or whatever. They're just both like, wouldn't it be funny if I didn't talk about it? Because I'm not. And the three twenty two thing that Tim Russert is referencing, I don't really understand. Like. Uh, BC history, mm-hmm. but it references like a specific war, like where people overthrew the government and established like a, you know, I I, I don't know, pl- plutocratic system is what it says on Wikipedia. Essentially, it's like, um, we're gonna we're gonna be in charge now. Yeah, remake the world in our image. Yeah. yeah. The conspiracy theorists are going to go wild. I'm sure they are. I don't know. I haven't seen the web. Number 322. 
as strange as their response is to any questioning about the Uber-exclusive fraternity, what's even stranger is the rituals they perform inside. Strap According in. to the Scotsman, a Scottish newspaper, initiates must masturbate in a coffin while recounting their sex. So it's like an A&M thing. <laughs> That's not far off. Exploits for which they will be rewarded with a no-strings-attached gift of $15,000. Wow. I knew it. Masturbate. Uh... It, it does like it is funny like that if you go and do this uh then like you get to go and rule the world but like you know a does have the same shit but like if you do theirs you get to like be a farmer yeah or you get like hired by a civil engineering firm with like an entry-level salary of 50 grand yeah and like if you work really hard you know you might be like a mid-level civil engineer for some <laughs> fucking for you know rome texas <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hey. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with it. Um, it just, you know, like everywhere wants this, like, you know, we're, we're, we're the special ones kind of thing. But uh, the places where that actually does produce the special ones, it just takes on a different thing. But it, it's funny to think about someone going through all of this same shit. Fucking, you know, like it is be a Texas House of Representatives member with the accompanying well, salary of zero dollars. <laughs> it's not exactly the Supreme Court. Yeah. And a coffin must have been pretty awkward for Bush if his dad was present. Although little else is. It would be weird to masturbate in the coffin while your dad watched. Yeah. I mean, pick one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You think did that happen? Did his dad stand by and be like, yes, George, jerk it? Harder. I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know that I saw any proof that like the elders all have to be there because that would be a ton of people. But you could see a scenario where if there's a father-son thing, they would be. There's a um it's like a dinner depicted, like an annual getting together. It's kind of because the the Good Shepherd takes place. You know, it's the the course of Matt Damon's life, uh, and so you know one of the things like kind of tying it together is uh, they've got these dinners where like you know the, all the boys come back. It's uh, it's kind of like uh, the movie Grown Ups, where you occasionally return <laughs> to the same remote cabin. Sure, I watched Grown Ups recently. It's quite a film about what goes on inside the tomb. It's widely reported that members, including George W.'s grandpappy, grave robbed the famous Native American Apache leader Geronimo, taking his skull and some of his bones. We can As if the trail of tears and genocide of Native Americans wasn't offensive enough. I do think Prescott's the worst one. I don't know if anyone else has researched a lot of Bush history. All you really have to do is be the oldest one. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. I mean... Worst one, standing by while 9-11 happens, not great. Maybe that's the worst one. But I just feel like Prescott's like gleefully assisting the Nazis. And uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that I believe that George W. Bush was gleefully assisting Al-Qaeda. I think that he just, you know, underprepared for that possibility because if it did occur, that it could have been beneficial. But whatever, you know, I've made my case before. And this story is probably not true, but like you could, if you're, if you're yanking it into a coffin and, uh, you know, yeah. So I don't know. Just anything where the other boys are making you yank it. 
it's not yeah, good. So I'm saying if you do that, like it's not that crazy to me that you would do something that, as I think she's going to expound upon, like would be the most offensive thing to the Native American culture. Yeah. Which is like great. Mofos actually have bragged about desecrating his grave. Uh huh. That's a real moment in time because I forgot people used to say mofos. Oh, I mean, you know, obviously Rick Perry prominently, but I can you say that on TV? It seems uncouth. As if the trail of tears and genocide of Native Americans wasn't offensive enough, these rich mofos actually have bragged about desecrating his grave and doing God knows what with his skull. Is she is she quoting something there, or just her commentary is calling them mofos? Uh, she the commentary is mofos. The tall tale is that they robbed his grave, and when she says desecrated, I think we can use context clues to mean came in. Yeah, yeah, and you know yeah. that you that's that's uh the that whole business has been yeah. I mean, I think that's they're saying that's why the name is the name, right? Um, I think it actually might have had the name before that, but you could see why a thing called Skull and Bones would be like we got to go and get some Skull and Bones. I think that's possibly more likely the case. Okay, but yeah, that's that's one of the uh, you know big associated tales. They stole Geronimo's Skull and Bones, mm-hmm. uh, which is not cool. Vile. Sadly, the descendants of Geronimo have been trying to get his remains back for years and have actually filed a lawsuit against Skull and Bones on the 100th anniversary. Wait, so they really, like, they can't find him? They don't know? They're like, they've got him? Like, got it, what? The, the the skull? Yeah, like, I, yeah. I've heard the story plenty of times. Uh, you know, I... I I think I think I've shown myself willing to believe all of these things, but I'm very interested when I get further confirmation of any of these facts. And if there's an official legal process saying, "Hey, we don't know where his remains are, and we're pretty sure they've got them," that's what the, his family says. Man, that's something yeah. else. Of his death, but the appeal fell on deaf ears, and skull and bones came out victorious. According to Yale Daily News, officials cannot be forced to permit Geronimo's descendants to remove his remains and relocate them. Because apparently it's perfectly okay to steal dead bodies as long as you never give them back. And if you know anything about Native American tradition, then you know how offensive it is to trap the spirit of Geronimo in such a dark and disturbing place. See, while this may seem like mere sensational fodder for tabloids, this type of behavior is actually indicative of the way the uber elite view the rest of us peons and their role in society. Because hoarding the world's wealth and controlling the political process just isn't enough, unless you can brag about it to your naked coffin buddies. You've said that both George okay. W. Bush... I mean, you do see how, like, that, like, it ex- if you're establishing, like, that even within Yale, like, of all the kids who made it into Yale, that, like... We are the special ones. They're like and and like there's there's some something endemic to us that makes us superior to them. That like then everything that flows from there is fine. You know, like like of course we need to reduce taxes to make sure that poor people don't get benefits. They're not the you know of society. Like we're still the skull and bones. They're the ones that didn't even fucking make it into Yale. So like yeah. honestly, God put us here to take it from them. Frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just trying to carry out my mighty mission here. Uh, it's, you know, I don't know. I, I don't so like this, it. Uh, 
This guy that you're going to hear next, he's interviewing a pastor um, or a preacher. I'm not exactly sure. I don't know his the term of his uh, distinction, but yeah, he goes really hard. And we might have to skip the end just because like at the end of this, somebody on YouTube clearly tried to like dub something together. Maybe it was the guy's church, to be honest with you. Because uh, there's some repetitive parts as like it gets more dramatic, but it's also absolutely insane. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Annihilation? Don't think so. The, that's the they play in the soundtrack under the MSNBC clip. Okay, um, it's just it's it's one of the it's one of the great movies of all time. It's an awesome movie. It's pretty scary. I know you don't like spooky stuff sometimes. No. I mean, even like the first ep- episode of Fargo. From this season? Yeah, I'm like, Oof, I don't know. I don't want to see any more bad stuff. I finished the third season last week. I promised okay. you that I'd, I'd finish it and watch the fourth. And I'm, I'm on my way. Thank you. And his father had anal sex with a hundred men. How do you know that? Who and his father? The Both Bushes. You've said that both George W. Bush and his father had anal sex with a hundred men. How do you know that? Because they are part of the well-known fraternal group out of Yale University known as Skull and Bones. And it's public knowledge that the Skull and Bones organization, in order to be initiated, first of all, you had to lie in a casket and let men urinate on you. And then a part of the process, you had to stand in a circular, if you will, masturbation squad to be a part of Skull and Bones. And then- <laughs> Hold on, pause it. That's a that very is, that, funny thing. That is the biggest uh, send-up of circle jerk I've ever heard. <laughs> it's just a, a, a circular masturbation squad <laughs> if he had said any words in those tone of voice it would be funny but for it to be those particular words i mean that's one of the funniest things i've ever heard <laughs> circular masturbation squad masturbation hey, squad what are you guys doing over here circular masturbation squatting <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm 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 already having a little i I feel like this guy might be leaning into things and sensationalizing a bit. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm going to well. keep an open mind, but <laughs> yeah. I'd like to flag my concerns early on. Also had to be penetrated by the elder persons in Skull and Bone. Everybody knows this as public knowledge. And everybody. George Bush Sr. and George... I'm part of everybody, and I don't know this. It's, so. it's public knowledge, common knowledge. Yeah, Jr. are bona fide members of Skull and Bones. That means they have been penetrated by at least 100 men in their anus area. And how do you know that it's 100? <laughs> Might it have been 95? Well, it could have been, could have been less, but generally that's could have been the less. number that kind of gets the attention. of. That's a weird follow-up. <laughs> you know, it's, what if it were 95? <laughs> Especially to suggest 95, like you need to nail down yeah. exactly how many men they've that, but that's your that's the first thing that comes up to you is you're like so was it 100 or was it 95 men that fucked them in the butt <laughs> as the guy says like flat out from a marketing standpoint he's like well 100 sounds better <laughs> everybody and if it could have been fewer it could have been none also right 
No, it could not have been none. No. It could not have been none, no. And because Skull and Bones will not accept you without that practice, it's hideous. But that's what they do. That's what these fraternities do. Some do even worse than that. But yes, George Bush has been like penetrated what? by other men and has also been doused in semen of other men while he lie in a casket. Other men have uh, masturbated in his face. Sounds like quite an evening. Knowledge, a word of prophecy. And now I want you preacher to use this word of prophecy ever, whithersoever you go. That God is going to put a burning. God's going to put a cancer in the butthole. God's going to put a cancer nice. in the butthole of every sodomite. Every sodomite's butthole. Everyone that practices sodomy. I don't love this. <laughs> I've started to determine he might not be on my side. The day of this message will get cancer in the butthole right there. It'll burn and burn and burn. You'll have to, the manufacturers will have to go into manufacturing chairs where people can stand up because they won't be able to sit down because of the burning in their butthole every <laughs> I tried to warn you. <laughs> if you're standing up, it's not a chair. Yeah, but they have to manufacture. They have to manufacture a, chairs. A chair, a chair where you can stand. Because you, you got to stand up. Off. That's not a chair. You're just standing. He's also looking for like a patent, I think. He, I, I do think that a part of him was like marveling at the good idea he just came up with. <laughs> chairs that people with butthole cancer standing. can use. <laughs> but he doesn't even really get there. He's like, they'll need special chairs. Actually, fuck that. They can't use chairs, <laughs> but he can't really even, he's still, he's not like oh moving that fast along the tracks. <laughs> he's still kind of lagging on <laughs> these chairs is going to be challenging for them. It's an interesting point. <sighs> that way yeah. we'll know it's a sodomite because he can't sit down. He can't sit down. That'd be he's helpful. got a burning in his butthole. He's got a fire. He's got a flame coming out of his butthole. He's got a flame. He's got to have special asbestos diapers. When God gets through with huh? the sodomite, every sodomite, every sodomite, everyone who takes it up the rear, everyone who takes it, everyone who has uh, a penis injected in his butthole will have a flame. When that penis <laughs> comes out, the flame will start burning. There'll be no more sodomy. Because ain't nobody gonna stick no penis in that flame. You ain't gonna stick a penis in that flame. That flame will be an eternal flame coming out of the butthole of every sodomite. Of every sodomite, there'll be a flame coming out of the butthole, and you'll need enough. It's just fun seeing him <laughs> sketch this freehand, you know? Like, uh, it's. It doesn't feel like he did a lot of prep beforehand. I, I don't know that he went up there with notes. It no, just kind of feels like key, as keywords. Yeah. As <laughs> things occur to him, he's like adding them on. He's like gonna get butthole cancer. And actually, you know what? It's not cancer, it's fire. And, and you don't want to stick your dick in fight. Yeah, you're gonna need a diaper. Like what had put asbestos in his like had there recently been an inspection that's like, actually, everyone in your church is being exposed to asbestos? He's yeah, like, if you remember, like, kind of stuck out in his head. I feel like asbestos was popping a lot harder 20 years ago. You know, it still does pop some. It still does. But I mean, when I was in high school, 
uh, you know, every single talk show that I watched this summer, it was like every other commercial. Yeah, boy, that's a all it, you just love the daytime TV commercials. They're all like everything they suggest. Is so sad. It's coins. It's <laughs> yeah. personal injury attorneys. It's and now like what is it? Camp Lejeune, dude. I Camp Lejeune drives me nuts. Like it's the you know like the government like the people who are most gung ho about defending the government. Uh, you know, like you fucking gave their lives to it. They were like, ah, fuck it. You know, like we'll just keep on poisoning them. Who gives a shit? And then the one time that like they come back and they're like, actually, we've thought about it. And what those guys did to poison you, we're sorry. We'd like to fix it. And then just fucking beset on all sides by vultures. Not a single one of those ads is for people who are like going to give you a fair deal about your Camp Lejeune settlement. You don't have money to run ads that ubiquitously unless yeah. you're like fucking stealing all of the Camp Lejeune money that comes in. Uh, so like the, the just it's very grim. It's like, if, you know, you just think about what kind of society would allow this sort of thing from start to finish. Like you should have been considerably more protective of the lives and health of the soldiers at Camp Lejeune. And then well, whenever you chose to like let like you, you can't make some kind of fucking official system where like there's there's no place for the vultures to come in and be like, give me your Camp Lejeune money. I don't know, man. I don't feel like we're taking care of those boys and they were trying to help us. So we probably should take care of them. That's my take. You want to keep hearing about buttholes? Just, for, I think it probably gets pretty repetitive, but you can, whatever. If you don't ask God to hear you, the next time you get poked in the butt, a flame, when that man pulls that penis out of you, a flame is going to come out. It'll be an eternal flame that will not be able to put it out. You will not be able to get in the bathtub and put it out. You will not be able to get in the, in the toilet and, and, and put it out. You will not be able to wash it out. You'll need an asbestos diaper in order to be able to stop that thing. And nobody will ever stick a penis in your butthole again because it will be on fire. It will be flames of fire. You think AIDS was bad. You ain't seen nothing. Do you see the flames <laughs> coming out of T.D. Jake's butt? Well, it won't be too many days now when Almighty God wishes. Did he just say T.D. Jakes' butt? I might have missed it. I was more focused on the part where he's like taunting AIDS. Like, I'm going to back it up. Is this like a rival of T.D. Jakes that's like, you know what? Not only am I doing a better job than him, he's gay. He's, he's gay. He's also gay. AIDS was bad. You ain't seen nothing. Do you see the flame coming out of T.D. Jakes' butt? Well, it won't be too many days. <laughs> Is that what he's saying? <laughs> I'm 90% sure that's exactly what he said. <laughs> now, when Almighty God wishes to exalt the preaching that I've done with Jake David Manning, that you're gonna see on a Saturday night, all of a sudden, columns gonna be lit up with flames coming out of the butt of me. Flames coming out, fire, flames shooting out of their behind. You're gonna see it, it's gonna be a wonder to behold like you have never, ever seen before. Now, what's it gonna be? What's it gonna, what's gonna be? be? What is it gonna be? <laughs> I think he just claimed that like all of Harlem would burn down. 
I can't stress enough. Flames. He's lying. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I just like that's very that's that's also crazy making. Like some like he's lying and he has to know that everyone else knows that he's lying. And like to the point where like I guess like maybe he's calling it like uh playing a lot like like he's playing with them or he's not like joking. Dude, you say that. You know what I was thinking about this last night. Um I happened to stumble upon uh I, it was on Twitter a a video about or like it was one of those like fascinating or horrifying like Twitter accounts. It's just like an aggregator which I can't unfollow. Mm-hmm. It was about the Raggedy Ann doll. Okay. And like the history behind like there's a particular story about like a Raggedy Ann doll that was like possessed. Is it true? There was like a six minute video that I intended to watch 20 seconds of and watched all of. You're the best. From like 1980 where three or four people dead ass serious dude. Like these are like, you know, it's Art Bell, right? But there are four people who all seem very educated and they sat on a panel and just talked about this fucking doll. And they were not kidding. That it was possessed? Yeah, like one of them, it was a guy and his wife who were apparently like um, known in the supernatural world. Mm -hmm. And they were like, we've talked to the family. We It's called Annabelle is the name of this Raggedy Ann doll. And they're like, we... Yeah, it's like a movie. There's a movie about that. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, But they were like, my point that I'm making is like, they're not up there lying. They believe it. Yeah, okay. But but he knows that if you fuck someone in the butt, a flame doesn't shoot out. He's never seen that happen before. I'm positive. Well, he may be doing what pastors do and speaking uh, metaphorically in the idea of like you're cursed and like fire is sometimes associated with like. Yeah, it's just the way he's saying it is like so far from that. He's not like metaphorically there will be a flame. He's like, you're going to have to buy a diaper. And in fact, I've uh, thought through what material the diaper will have to be made of. (laughs) That's a little too literal for my point to land. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and like, just if you're in a situation, like, yeah, I don't know, dude. Uh, I, uh, I think religion is great and I encourage everyone to not let people like this turn you off from it. Uh, but, but this guy, like that, it's very like psychologically destructive to sit there and the, the truth teller, the, uh, the authority in your community just tell you that flames are going to shoot out of anyone's ass if they have gay sex. And like, like you just, you know, that's not true. And you know that he knows it's not true. And so then like, what are we doing? Like just the, the very like basic fabrics of your communication have like, it's gone, you know, like, you you know, that you can't trust them. You know, that like, like just the, the fact that he knows that, you know, and he's still saying it and being like, you better believe my lies or else like, you know, what that's, uh, that's that's bad. That's really bad. That's my that's my conclusion. I wonder right. why why the uh, like whoever is trying to make the point about skull and bones. Like whoever put this video together, they like put the ominous music because like clearly some of the like backing tracks were not you know what ABC Original. News put in. Uh, like the because the if you're like trying to raise awareness or get clicks like because hey isn't skull and bones crazy? 
maybe by just saying get clicks, maybe I've explained it to myself. Uh, but if you are just like a, a someone trying to do a truth-telling mission about Skull and Bones, then it makes a lot of sense to put the first two clips together and put some cool music behind them. If you're trying to get anyone to take this seriously, I don't think having a guy lying about what happens if you have gay sex, like that's just turning off a lot of people. There's a lot of gay people that are probably opposed to Skull and Bones, uh, but you know they're not opposed to gay sex, nor am I. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess I should ask you, does it happen? Does gay sex happen? No, if, if, if anything penetrates your butt, will flames shoot out of it? Not to my knowledge. Yeah. And my field research would indicate no. <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I guess, I guess probably the answer is like, you know, would you even be playing this for us if it didn't have the little fun aperitif at the end? of a guy, guy yelling about sodomy, but, uh, you know, maybe it is just to, to generate further attention, but I don't know. I, I approach all this cause I want, I want people to stay woke. I want people to, to understand the forces afoot in the world. And I don't think that the forces afoot in the world are, uh, you know, um, the fact that sodomy causes uh, flames to shoot out of your No, I, yeah. I mean, I think I probably still would have just cause I was interested in it and I, you know, read through the the wikipedia page that's i'm i'm like the crypto guy you know like i'm sure there's a good book on it but what's that guy's name sam friedman yeah sam bankman fried or he was like why would you ever read a book yeah this is a fine yeah. point all right well i'm gonna go all right cool man goodbye that's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.